Brick Moon Fiction presents The Leviathan Sang by Rudolfo A. Serna Narrated by Nicholas Thurkettle The Leviathan Sang A basilisk frame humming with the vibrations of seasons from their mother planet. The lights rhythmically pulsing colors of winter, summer, autumn, and spring. The long sway of the dragon's tail pushing through the cosmic void carrying pilgrims to the solar system of the Red Star. The voice of the ship, sounding like notes being struck on the keys of an ancient piano, speaking in the cavernous halls of the navigation chambers, a universe charted between the points of newly found constellations, the pilot communing with the Leviathan, meditating, chanting codes and equations to the heart-mind that grew in a cradle of living medium, letting it know that it was not alone. Sails unfurled to collect cosmic energy. The Leviathan's heart-mind plugged into the living altar, surrounded with symbols of the Leviathanot's cosmology, painted on the chamber walls. Raised in the oceans of the home world, sea dragons birthed as a result of the technology sent to them from another star system. Messages received by the blind astronomers who were able to read the psychic code that traveled on frequencies from a sentient planet. It took the whole history of humankind to finally understand the distress signal of the universal mind, waiting to be saved from the red star preparing to explode. And despite Ohm's relative closeness, only a few hundred light years away, it would take eons for those in their astro observatories to finally be able to receive and understand the messages on a bandwidth of dream. The pilot of the Leviathan, an aging navigator sitting cross-legged underneath new solar systems recently discovered, a vessel traveling further than any other craft from their planet of origin, the Leviathanauts seeking a path to the world that had called out to them since before the first hominin, navigating through exploding gas clouds and asteroid fields, planted worm seed repeating a planet's song. The skin of the Leviathan transformed into black metal by alchemic design, laid out on a beach after dragged onto the land by followers of the cosmic cult pulling chains tethered to the beast with hooks plunged into its hide, traveling past the rim of another solar system to the source of transmission, silently propelling itself with psychic fusion generated by psychic engines and the ship's heart-mind in the cradle of the navigation chamber, being steered by the aged body of the Leviathanot wrapped in a purple cloak, slowly walking the chamber floors. The old race had become obsolete, Unable to adapt to the poison and radiation that saturated the environment of the home world, causing the cancerous deaths of all the remaining populations unable to escape with the industrialists and politicians who left to planet colonies in their own star system. But they would not get far, leaving behind the excess population perishing on the poisoned land. The equations finally received and understood by the engineers and technicians of the cosmic cult that shepherd the sick and dying to the last capital of the southern continent, to follow the calculations given to them, heeding the visions delivered from the red star, Algeti. The Leviathanot had spent her life in the chambers, eating a single leaf, followed with a handful of water from the floating spring, a chrome globe hovering in the garden chamber, spilling its mercurial water onto her bare feet. The pilot had been birthed from a warm, pulsing cocoon in the tomb of the navigators, emerging as a grown specimen, 
imbued with the consciousness of the Leviathanots who came before, containing the memories and skills imprinted within the heart-mind, code cycling through the living altar glittering, running with energy, following the charted course to the planet of Ohm. Only the Leviathanot existed to guide the ship. The Leviathan song always singing, keeping her company, relating the memories and thoughts of previous astral trippers, while pilgrims in the hold of the ship waited to dream of the new constellations and planets that had been recorded, imprinted on a psychic stream, playing on rerun like ghosts transitioning between astral planes. Deep in the bowels of the Leviathan, the pilgrims in their cocoons, secure in the brood combs, fed and blanketed in the nectar of the worm flower. The pilgrims stacked in rows upon rows like in the holds of ancient slave ships that once traversed the homeworld seas, above and below, each in a single cell. Sealed with a viscid firmament created in the Leviathanot's alchemic lab of relics, the nectar distilled through the ancient copper tubing and glass vessels constructed to process the seed, filling reservoirs with the distillation that would flow through pipes, channeled to the mouths of the brood, encasing and sustaining them indefinitely. Far from their mother planet, memories transferred from one pilot to the next, processed through the living altar, streamed through regenerative cocoons that absorbed all the memories from the pilots that had come before. The living program of simulacrum intelligence, implanted code, the growing heart-mind connecting the living and the dead, the real and unreal, driven by psychic fusion linking the pilot to the ship. Hominin species had yet to reach transcendence, a creature that still needed a body and a mind, following the mysterious planet's equation that gave instruction to create a whole new catalog of life, starting with the simplest of worm tech. And then came the leviathans, filling up the oceans with their massive proportions. Then the land itself, terraforming of the deserts and destroyed cities, poisonous air that sickened and killed the people, cleansed by the onyx trees and their purple flowers that sang and breathed changing the atmosphere around the obsidian heads rising from the purple grass, growing, giving the newly resurrected beings something to eat, while floating springs watered the new species from the chrome orbs spread throughout the purple forests. The great science repairing itself, the pilgrims sleeping in their conical cells for the centuries that it would take to travel to the Red Star, remaining in the combs until finally planted under the obsidian surface where the onyx beings would rise from the pyramid of Om, pouring out of it to cross the deserts of black glass, a long supraorganism marching into giant valleys and onto soaring obsidian heights, reaching beyond Om's thin sky. Pilgrims returning to the origin of their science the place from which the beacon was sent, from where the equations originated, and only at the end of the hominin civilization did the species slip death once again, by learning how to read the messages transmitted since before the earth had rested from its creation. In quiet meditation, the cult astronomers had discovered the universal mind. Resisting temptation to be human only after being human no more, becoming a part of the obsidian planet that had called out to them to be saved from its failing star. After welcoming its children home like the ghost of Saturn, only to devour them, becoming them, the planet would join with the obsidian pilgrims, 
scuttling across an inhospitable landscape, unable to ever sustain anything resembling the human beasts from which they grew. But the new science showed them how to traverse the universe, to survive without fear or anger. Instinctually, they would know their function, and the only point of their existence would be the survival of the species. They would always be happy. They would always have love without jealousy, living either on the surface or below, on any planet that they would choose for a new home in any other solar system in a thousand years or another million or so, until time itself would be inconsequential. The home world of the hominin species, repopulated with the derivative of Ohm, the sentient world would survive its star's destruction. And if the pilgrim should die, it would not matter. The happiness would be reordered and given to another, and at some point in their evolution, they would be able to exist in some other dimension. But the pilot would always remain a part of the Leviathan as its symbiont. Each new pilot would be born in the catacombs of the ship. The pilot meditating their course, able to determine if the Leviathan was in pain or if all of its parts were still working. Psychic scans circulating through the channels of the body. The journey was a meditation the astral tripper conserving her psychic strength. It could have been for eternity that the ship would journey, but eventually it would come to an end with another beginning and another end until finding another dimension in which to travel without a body. Cosmic waves pulsing from light years away, close enough to pass through the Leviathan's course. A sudden flash attacked the hull, piercing the black metal. Cosmic energy permeated through the hull of the vessel, the ship tilted and spun in violent circles while the Leviathan called out to the aged body of the pilot that had been struck with catastrophic flash and concussive waves, disrupting the artificial atmosphere that had protected her. Explosive disruption by the birth of a new solar system, and it could not be predicted or avoided, and the pilot was killed in the cosmic blast, unable to avoid the galvanic disruption that drove the Leviathan off its course and it would take several light years for the star voyagers to find their way back to the original point of transmission after the pilot's death. And despite the hominins' attempt to understand the universe, to travel among it, exploring mysteries that only the psychic traveler could know, traveling other dimensions, disappearing out to the ether, becoming ghosts and astral trippers, the Leviathan alone could not make sense of the code moving through the heart-mind set in its cradle, the brain without the connection between the beast and its wrangler, the seer and controller, the carrier of the last of humanity sent out to deep space. In the bowels of the wounded giant, the pilgrim seeds remained in their slumber and would be safe as long as they stayed intact. The Leviathan on automatic, the life support still functioning at a minimum, but the trauma sustained to the ship had caused it to violently tumble, killing the old pilot. The program and code still secure, but the Leviathan had lost its connection to the navigator, the alchemist and astronomer. The body of the Leviathan ought already starting to rot in its atmosphere. Core functions of the ship remained, memories still cycling through the living altar of the navigation chamber. The Leviathan becoming lonely, letting out a bellowing cry for the dead pilot. As a default, a new body would need to be released early. A child with all the skills and knowledge of the Leviathanoth's legacy acquired after more than a century of traveling at the speed of light. The child would have to look at the stars and visualize the course that they would need to take 
Replacement pilots grown in the catacombs of the ship, and the Leviathan was lost in the void. The slow and silent propulsion of the psychic engines, powered by supernatural projection. And the child veered listless, out to the universe, out to the distance. The undeveloped mind of the prematurely born pilot could not completely understand the color and shape of stars, the constellations that guided them, the signal whose star could not be detected anymore on psychic scanners. The child was not yet able to find their course again. He had yet to develop the mental power needed to interpret the songs of the heart-mind, even though the Leviathan songs kept the pilot company. The warmth of the ship, hearing the voices of the dead pilot since conception, still in the cocoon, downloading sensations experienced by the Leviathan. The spring colors of the ship glowed less. The orange, yellow, and red light faded, and instead were the colors of winter, silver and blue. The confusion of the craft without its navigator to help make sense of the stars, which to the Leviathan's heart-mind, the stars were nothing more than simple wonderments. The Leviathanot's thoughts were still there, on repeat, but it would not be enough to guide them to Ohm. After a couple of light years, the child had grown, eating a single leaf in lotus pose. Among the stars he was starting to understand, the eyes still developing, the ears still trying to listen to the notes of the Leviathan's voice. A comforting sound for the child barely able to walk the polished onyx decks to the floating spring. A chrome orb spurting out a fountain of healing waters, running into a basin next to the legs of the child still growing. The astronomer meditating and reciting the code, the equations, understanding the transference of his predecessors. Male and female species interchangeable, requiring equilibrium of gender, sex organs were not needed, and the evolution of the pilgrim world would develop its own forms of reproduction, what was needed to repopulate the communion. They were on their way to Ohm. Following the cosmic path laid out, directing the Leviathan through the star chart transmitted from the sentient world. Voice of the Leviathan. The sound of the piano speaking to him in the navigation chamber the living altar bending down to touch the pilot, trying to establish an arc between the electrical forces that connect all life, disposing of the dead pilot's body. Speaking to the Leviathanot, keeping the humanoid happy who quietly meditated in lotus position in the chamber of the navigator. Happiness was the highest form of meditation possible, and sadness had been eliminated with the conquering of jealousy, fear, and hate. Tapping into the anima of transference, accessed only after the new science had come to them from someplace out there, eons before. Several more light years had passed, and the pilot re-established the cosmological network. From one solar system to the next, the accumulated knowledge of the Leviathanots, the astronomers and astral trippers, able to recognize the way to the red star of Algedi. The pilot would grow old, and he too would die, and so would the others that would replace him until finally reaching the solar system of the Red Sun and the planet of Ohm. To mine the planet for its knowledge, to find the brain inside, taking the seed with them into other dimensions, leaving behind forever the mother world of hominin descent, of a genius that murdered itself. But the species had changed. There were no longer the kind of species whom once occupied the home world that had been destroyed. Taken over by the new science, the obsidian forest breathing, the purple buds sprouting, releasing seed that could grow in any kind of poison, 
germinating in dead soil. It was different now. The species were perfect. They were human no more. The worker pilgrims were released from the mouth of the Leviathan when they made orbit, tasked with drilling into the ground, but the planet opened up. A giant gape appeared, allowing them to bury their race, to form new catacombs. The hibernating blood finally able to dream, their programming would be complete. A pyramid would be erected over their civilization being born again, taking another century to complete, and the obsidian bones of those that had built it would be grounded up in the powerful winds of the sentient world that would transmit to them through the triple planes of the pyramid, protecting them from the onyx surface bathed in red starlight, allowing the artists and musicians to come out of their deep hibernation, without pride or jealousy, with the instinct to create. The species, marching across the surface in a single file, following the chemical trail, the red light of the dying sun glistening off of their onyx shoulders, setting course across the black glass surface, hearing the universal mind singing to them, and despite the heat and the pressure of the atmosphere, they moved with ease as part of the planet with the highest meditation being carried with them further into the universe, the feeling of love, the feeling of happiness. The planets had been saved. Rudolfo Serna was raised in the orchards, mountains, and fields of northern New Mexico. Occupations have included carpenter, landscaper, wildland firefighter, coordinator, and educator. With a penchant for 70s horror B-movies, psychedelic doom metal, permaculture, and nature worship, his short stories can be seen with Brick Moon Fiction, Bewildering Stories, Aphotic Realm, and Augur Magazine. He's the author of the novel Snow Over Utopia, out with Apex Publications. He is on Twitter at Rudolfo A. Serna. This has been a production of the Brick Moon Fiction Podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, as it helps us find a bigger audience. For more information on Brick Moon and special offers, sign up for the Brick Moon Fiction newsletter at brickmoonfiction.com. Thank you for listening.